Welcome to The Motivated Mind, where I challenge you to expand your perspective on how to achieve a successful life through motivational lessons, reflections, and interviews with other motivated minds. What is up? Welcome to episode 227. Thanks so much for listening. It means so much to me. If I've brought you any value, please be sure to leave a review and hit that subscribe button. Don't be a stranger. Shoot me a DM on Instagram or Facebook. Let me know what you want to hear more of. And please be sure to share the podcast. I'm truly grateful for your support. Thank you. You can learn all the skills in the world, math, business, writing, but the right mindset will always trump them all. It's the great unlock to all other skills. Success and happiness come down to one single component, and that's mindset. In order to achieve our goals in life, our mindset needs to match those aspirations. And this is exactly what I pack into my free weekly newsletter. As a free subscriber, you receive the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter once per week, where I break down step-by-step processes to master your mindset and practical growth tips. If you haven't subscribed, but you enjoy the content I drop on this podcast, then you're missing out. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe for free to the Mastering Your Mindset newsletter. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel like it's allowed me to be more creative because I've been able to simplify the admin aspect of my podcast and focus on developing more valuable and creative content. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com backslash podcasters to get started. 90% of the world's population lives in the comfort zone. And this zone is where our dreams go to die. There is always a cost of entry to success. Reward only comes after risk. And those rewards are in proportion to the amount of risk that we take. And because this is true, if we take zero risk... Staying in our comfort zone, we receive zero reward. This is the formula of life. High risk, high reward. So how can we learn to step outside of our comfort zone? How can we embrace discomfort? Number one, be fearless. Face your fears. 
most of our fears disappear as soon as we take our first step towards our goals. This is why action is such a critical component of success, which I'll cover later on. New things scare us. This is a fact. These new things scare us because we are uncertain of the outcome. Just as a computer has difficulty writing code to an equation it's never encountered, so do our minds. We struggle to be comfortable with the things that sit behind the door of uncertainty. But here's what's crucial to understand. What sits behind each door of uncertainty is answers, opportunity, growth, knowledge, fuel. By sitting on the opposite side of these things, we miss those opportunities. This is why it's so critical that we open those doors. There are more things likely to frighten us than there are to crush us. The suffering that we put ourselves through before we even take a step towards those doors is greater suffering than when we face the things that sit on the other side of that door. And I want to be clear, there is nothing wrong with fear. It's natural and embedded in each of us. But hard decisions are often the most important decisions. Easy choices lead to a hard life. Hard choices lead to an easy life. What is critical is that we acknowledge fear. By acknowledging fear, we are better able to move past it. So how can we acknowledge fear and learn to welcome it? One, we need to say out loud what it is that we fear. Sometimes transitioning thoughts to spoken words have a funny way of allowing us to recognize how silly those fears are in the first place. Two, do things that are just outside of your comfort zone. Let's say you're afraid of heights. You wouldn't immediately go skydiving. A better approach may be hiking and standing on a really tall cliff. Maybe a better approach may be ziplining. Both paths give you the opportunity to experience height without major risk, but each experience would give you a taste of the thing you fear. This exercise can be applied to many things in our lives. If you fear speaking in front of a big audience, you wouldn't book a speaking gig in front of 2,000, 3,000 people. Maybe sign up for Toastmasters and engage with a smaller audience to start. Once these exercises are put into motion, we now have a taste of reality what these fears actually look like in real life, as opposed to the fabrications we've made in our minds. This fuses confidence with progressive overload. Number two, evaluate your habits. The nice thing about habits 
is that we can create new ones. If we understand what they are leading to, meaning positive or negative, we can either choose to remove the habit or create a new habit that will produce the outcome we're looking for. I like to think about our habits like a Formula One car or any race car for that matter. Let's say Ferrari just produced a new engine and transmission, what they believe to be the best, the most superior race car in its class. Well, before they arrive at race day, they've most likely gone through test after test after test to ensure it's at peak performance, operating exactly how the engineers envisioned and what their computer models have indicated. As they rip that car around the track, lap after lap, they're going to analyze a bunch of different data. That data allows them to understand the delta between real-time performance and where they need to be, indicating how much they need to adjust with certain things on the vehicle. Our habits are the car, the Ferrari. The performance, the data, is the results of our healthy or bad habits. Understanding the return on our habits is key. Again, positive or negative. When we understand the return, we can adjust our habits accordingly. Habits are a fraction of a bigger picture. What we do or do not do today will greatly influence our outcome tomorrow. So while a habit at a quick glance may seem harmless, thinking about it in the context of long-term thinking and compounding can highlight just how big of a deal they are. They can have a massive impact on our future. So the next time you find yourself binge-watching Netflix, sitting on TikTok for two hours, hanging around the same group of people, doing the same boring and unfulfilling things, playing life safe, ask yourself, has this become a habit? What has the return of this habit looked like? Meaning, what have you gotten out of these things? Is it positive? Is it negative? Do I need to change this behavior, these habits? These are questions only you can answer. These questions will allow you to analyze your current behaviors and habits to understand if they are leading you away from your comfort zone or deeper into your comfort zone. Number three, change your mindset. We need to remove the thoughts that our knowledge and capabilities are limited, that they have boundaries and an end. We need to evolve with the thought that everything, including our knowledge and capabilities, can be expanded, that they have no boundaries or limitations. These are set internally and externally notoriously by others that doubt our capabilities. These boundaries have been drawn and painted over years by those that continue to think that their knowledge and capabilities are limited. 
And this belief is one that is notoriously passed along. In order to break this mold, we need to shift our mindset. So how do we accomplish this? By moving on, not allowing the comments of others to develop roots in our mind, reminding ourselves that we're the expert on us. We know us better than anyone else. We need to dedicate time to self-examination, to reflecting. This is where we find deep meaning in what we need to do in our lives, what we truly want to do with our lives, which then sparks passion, which is a flame that never goes out. Next, embracing change. Strive to be above what I like to call the challenge scale. This is where we see challenges, change, and adversity as opportunities rather than threats and a negative. When we encounter struggles, we need to learn to become inspired by knowledge, specifically that it's not a dead end, but a path to deeper knowledge and understanding. Next, seeking balance. It's key that we don't strive for a life centered around a perfect schedule. We need to focus on balance and our lives being centered around a realistic schedule. And we need to realize that a realistic schedule is subject to change daily. Recognize that life is fluid. Give yourself grace and accept that needs change daily. Lastly, leaning into greater self-care. We need to remove the need to put others first and put ourselves first, which seems selfish to others, but it's the most selfless thing that we can do. Because when we take care of ourselves first, we can give more. Number four, take action. Action cures fear because action bridges the unknown gap that stands between us and our goals. Action is the core ingredient to success and one that propels us out of our comfort zone. While it's critical to be organized, to plan, and set priorities, without action attached on the shoulders of any of those things, a plan becomes nothing more than potential. In order for us to step outside of our comfort zone, we need to understand this. And we need to take action quickly. And not just quickly, but also often. Dabbling in action only gets us so far. Putting things off works in this vicious cycle. We put things off, then we beat ourselves up about it, which undermines our confidence, which then leads to this thing called procrastination. This is a cycle that rips through the walls of our confidence. And once this cycle begins, it can be very challenging to overcome that vicious cycle. It's when action is taken quickly and often, consistently, that we break through to real success. We need to avoid pushing things into tomorrow that we know we can do today. We need to avoid waiting 
until we feel 100% prepared to take action. We need to avoid waiting until we feel ready. The word ready should be a dangerous word in our minds. Ready is a word used to justify delay. Think about anything monumental in our lives. Starting a business, purchasing a home, having children, starting a new career. All of these forks in the road. We are truly never ready for them. There will never be a perfect time. We sometimes tell ourselves this is the case because, again, it allows us to justify delaying action because ultimately we are nervous, fearful of failing in the outcome. We need to remind ourselves that the suffering of waiting is greater than attempting and failing. Number five, focus on positives. Look at positive things each day. Celebrate your progress. And most importantly, enjoy the journey. We need to also remind ourselves why we are grateful in order to achieve a deeper effect. Gratitude is one of the simplest ways to focus on the good in ourselves and in our lives. Life is up and down. Realizing it is more up than down can propel us above and beyond the walls of our comfort zone. It simply depends on how we want to look at the world. We need to have a positive attitude around the belief that we can accomplish anything. When we believe we can accomplish something, it's this self-talk that allows us to spring forward with confidence. It's this messaging internally that allows us to break those shackles of disbelief. Removing the curtain of negative self-talk allows us to get to the core of a healthy relationship with ourselves. So how can we remove this curtain of negative self-talk? Shake up the language that you use. This means that we intentionally catch ourselves talking about negative things, talking about ourselves out loud and internally in a negative way, talking about everything that is going wrong, and shifting that language into a positive light. Now, that doesn't mean that we become blind to challenges and obstacles. It means that we are aware of them, we accept them, and at the core, know that we can surpass them. So rather than making the challenge the center of attention, we shift the light and attention to the lessons it's brought, the way we intend to surpass it, how accomplished we've been prior with similar challenges. These words have power, whether internally or externally, and they set the tone for how we walk and what we see. Here's another incredible thing this positive self-talk accomplishes. It gives us back control. See, when we filter life through these binoculars of bullshit, we give ourselves the impression that all of these negative events, bad days, bad luck, dealing 
with impassable challenges, that they are out of our control. And by doing this, we trick ourselves into thinking we have no control. And that makes us feel helpless. It has us sit in this swamp of deep mud that suctions our feet in place. And it makes us focus on the force of that suction rather than widening our vision and noticing the stick that's feet from our hands. So to recap, be fearless. Hard decisions are often the most important decisions. Easy choices lead to a hard life. Hard choices lead to an easy life. What is critical is that we acknowledge fear. By acknowledging fear, we are better able to move past it. Number two, evaluate your habits. The nice thing about habits is that we can create new ones. If we understand what they are leading to, positive or negative, we can either choose to remove the habit or create a new habit that will produce the outcome we're looking for. What we do or do not do today will greatly influence our outcome tomorrow. So while a habit at glance may seem harmless, thinking about it in the context of long-term thinking and compounding can highlight just how big of a deal they truly are. So ask yourself, has this become a habit? What has been the return on this habit? Meaning, what have you gotten out of these things? Is it positive? Is it negative? Do I need to change this behavior? Number three, change your mindset. We need to remove the thoughts that our knowledge and capabilities are limited, that they have boundaries and an end. We need to evolve with the thought that everything, including our knowledge and capabilities, can be expanded. They have no boundaries or limitations. In order to break this mold, we need to shift our mindset. Number four, take action. Action cures fear because action bridges the unknown gap that stands between us and our goals. We need to avoid pushing things into tomorrow that we know we can do today. We need to remind ourselves that the suffering of waiting is greater than attempting and failing. And number five, focus on positives. Gratitude is one of the simplest ways to focus on the good in ourselves and in our lives. Life is up and down. Realizing it is more up than down can propel us above and beyond the walls of our comfort zone. We need to have a positive attitude around the belief that we can accomplish anything. When we believe that we can accomplish something, it's this self-talk that allows us to spring forward with confidence. This week's shout out is by Invest in You First, who sent me a DM on Instagram. Your podcast has been much needed therapy. You're truly helping and teaching me how to hold myself accountable and change my mindset. I just want to say thank you for all the time and energy you put into each episode for us listeners. For an opportunity to be next week's shout out, please leave an honest review on the podcast. Send me a DM 
on Facebook or Instagram. You just might be the next shout out. Thanks for listening to The Motivated Mind with your host, Scott Lynch. I hope you enjoyed my deep dive into five tips to come out of your comfort zone. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the motivated underscore mind and on Facebook at the motivated mind podcast. Don't forget to join me every Monday and Thursday for new episodes. I love you all. And thanks so much for listening. The Motivated Mind is a legacy division.